This is episode 366 of the Beyond the Food Show, and today we're going to talk about other people's opinion, other people's words, other people's choices, and how we process other people's stuff. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food Show, the only podcast that teaches you how to reshape your mind not your body, to make your life better, bigger, and bolder, your undieted life. I'm your host, Stephanie Dodier, reformed dieter, nutritionist, and coach. You ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to this other episode of Greatest Hits, and I'm bringing back an episode I recorded. It was originally titled, Other People's Diet... And I've had a lot of feedback from this episode over the years, because it's an oldie, and I've decided to retitle it Other People's Opinion, because that was really what this podcast about. It was how we let other people's opinion, perspective, choices, the word they say to us, impact our life. And it's... Yeah, I talk a lot about other people's diet and other people's restriction and other people's desire to lose weight in this episode, but I want you to know this. What I'm teaching you in this episode is applicable to everything. People's opinion about, I don't know, how you raise your kids, how you make decisions about your business, about your career choices, about where you go on vacation. How you process other people's words, opinion, and perspective is critical in your ability to live your best life. And we have been raised as women to seek other people's approval. And when we've been socialized to do this, we end up making other people's words and opinion and perspective important to us and what other people think of us and what other people will say about our choices. We prioritize other people's opinion before our own. And that leads many of us at a critical point in our typically 40s, could be earlier, in that second stage of our life to really examine where we have taken our life. Like, I hit that point at 39. Some of you have hit that point in your 50s, where you take a stake of what you've done up to now in your life. And then you ask yourself, like, is that how I want to live the rest of my life? On the other side, like your midpoint, like, is that how I want to live the rest of my life? And one other thing, if you say no, if you're like, no, I want to make a significant change in my life, I want to live the rest of my life differently, one other thing, we all have to learn to do differently is process other people's opinion, words, perspective differently. And in a way that will actually fuels our power over our life instead of their power over our life. 
So keep your mind open as you're hearing me talk about other people's diet and desire to lose weight and change the word diet for whatever's going on in your life. It's the same process. It's the same coaching process that you will have to do with yourself to release that condition need to be validated by other people. Enjoy. Hello, sisters. Welcome back. This episode was created by you. Y'all answer an Instagram poll that I did on my, obviously, Instagram account a few weeks back, and you loudly, (laughs) vividly told me you needed help. Now, just to place and contextualize this episode, this is recorded mid-November 2020, and I asked people, what do you need help going into the holiday? And this was by far, like by far the number one thing you needed help with. So you want help with what to do when other people talk about dieting and you stop dieting, how to turn conversation away from weight and diet, how to not be jealous of other people's weight loss, how to stop comparing yourself with other people's body, how to handle the family at gathering, all the stuff about other people's diet. Can you relate? I sure can't. For me right now, it's showing up in my social media interaction. Let me give you a little bit of an insider look into my own journey and social media, and I'll get into the teaching. I promise you this is worth it. For me right now, it's showing up in posting full body picture on Instagram. Now, although my followers are mostly all well-behaved, meaning that I'm not getting any nasty DMs and messages in my inbox, I still have people who unfollow me as soon as I post a full body picture. And I want you to think about this in a very similar way as someone you love, someone in your life that comment on your body, you know, a very passive aggressive way, perhaps that eh, maybe your mom or your sister does to you. Now it's interesting how I've been able to move through this posting a body picture and having a bunch of people unfollow me because of the resilient mindset I've trained myself into over the last years. I'm now able to see the action of other people on following me when I post a full body picture as a reflection of the audience I attract. How effective is my message that brings these people over to my account and how they react when they realize I'm a nutritionist in a large body. Instead of taking this unfollow as a proof that something is wrong with me and getting really emotional about it, like I did before, like feeling deep shame and going into hiding, today I'm able to learn from it. I'm able to learn about my message. How can I communicate my message better so I attract the right people into my business? 
let's be honest, people commenting on my body used to create massive devastation and shame. Down in the gutter, I went with a lot of food to numb the pain. Today, the reason I'm able to engage with people and following my account because I'm in a large body and they don't think a nutritionist should have the guts to go on Instagram and be in a large body is because of self-coaching. 100% due to the confident mindset I have built for myself using self-coaching. I promise you there was no magical fairies <laughs> sprinkling magical dust over my head. It wasn't a miracle neither. It's just plain old boring training of my mind to think differently. A whole lot of self-coaching, my sister. <laughs> and that's what I'd like to share with you today. How can you begin to apply some of these principles of self-coaching for yourself in your life so you're less affected by other people's diet, other people's diet talk, other people's body, other people's weight loss, etc., etc. Although we're putting this podcast out in the holiday period, and we're going to talk about diet, body talk, weight loss, these principles are applicable to everything in our life. This is going to be one of those cornerstone episodes that you keep playing over and over. So let's get started. The number one place you want to start to handle other people's words, behaviors, bodies better is to expect it. Family relationship will go wild at gathering at holidays. Other women will talk about diets and dieting, no matter where you are, no matter what the time of the year is. Expect to hear and see other people who are dieting, who are losing weight in the moment. Expect your mom, your sister to comment on your body if that's what they've been doing all of your life. Sisters, we live in a patriarchal society dominated by diet culture and the relentless pursuit of the thin ideal for women is what most women do. Most women don't even know there's such a thing as diet culture. They think that's the truth of the world, let alone the fact that dieting is optional. That's not even in their zone of awareness. So have reasonable expectation. You may have discovered the truth about diet culture, about diets, about intuitive eating and body neutrality, but they haven't. Aunt Mary that was dieting last year will likely be dieting this year again. Why? Because diet don't work. So she's constantly dieting, just like you were. Why expect it any other way? The fact that you do expect it another way is the beginning of the problem. Let's think about your friend Kathy with whom you've been dieting and dieting talk for years and she's still dieting. Why would she stop talking about diets? Matter of fact, that's the one thing you have in common. You're not related by family. You're related in part by your dieting habits. As far as she's concerned, you're the weird one who did 180 change without warning and your entire relationship has no other common point. So why expect different? 
Let's think about your mom who for decades and probably for as long as you remember has been commenting on your body. She will still be commenting on your body this year. You've allowed it for all this time. You've allowed your adult relationship with your mom to include her commenting on your body. So why would she stop now? If you take a minute and put yourself in the shoes of your mom, like put yourself in the other person mind, let's take your mom for an example. As far as she knows, commenting on her daughter's body is normal and helpful. She loves you. And that's one of the ways she shows you she loves you. I know today with what you know, it makes no sense, but she doesn't know that. Perhaps and likely, like I want to bet that she too was probably shamed by her own mother. So why expect her to behave any other different way? As far as she knows, you're the one acting completely differently. Like she was allowed to do this her whole life and she's loving you by doing this. Like what's wrong with you? You can hope and cross your finger that she will change magically with fairy dust. You can spend your time hoping that people will change because you have changed and then resent them because they haven't changed like you. But my sister, that will do nothing positive for you. None. So what should we do? A, expect it. And then B, take responsibility for yourself. You know that you can only change you. You can only control you. You can't change other people. Only they can change themselves. You are not responsible for what comes out of their mouth. You can only control how you're receiving their words. That's what I was talking about when I referred to Instagram and my follower unfollowing. Taking responsibility for our minds and our thoughts, right, is what I teach inside of Conquer and Thrive in the very first module of Confident. We teach you exactly how you create your own emotion and how you can change your own emotion. We create the reality we live through the emotion we have and the thoughts we think. So the shame for me that I used to feel when people unfollowed me on Instagram because of my large body was created by my thoughts. Shame did not jump through the screen of social media and entered my body from other people's action on following me. Their action is neutral. When your mom says words to you about your body, the words don't magically pierce through your brain and enter your body. Her words, my followers' action are neutral. Words are just a string of sounds. Phrases are a string of words of sounds put together. Other people's words don't create our emotion. What creates our emotion is our agreement or disagreement with their words. Let's look at another example. This used to happen to me when people would come around 
right? Because diet don't work. I used to lose weight and put on the weight again, right? People would say to me, you've put on weight. I heard the words that they were saying to me, and I felt the shame in my body. I used to think that this person shamed me, bad person, bad person for saying those words to me. But that is not what truly happened. When somebody said, you've put on weight, the sound of the words from that person used to be heard by my ears and within milliseconds were filtered through my brain for analysis. Based on my own personal history, on my belief, my trauma, my past experience, I assigned a value to these words. You've put on some weight. My brain created an opinion about the other person's words. That opinion became a thought. And that thought was something like this. Oh my God, she's right. I'm fat and ugly. That thought, and I guarantee you a very similar thought that goes through your mind when somebody sees these words, travel through our nervous system and is felt in our body as an emotion. For most of us, shame. We create the emotion of shame, not the other person's words but the agreement to the other person's words. For someone's word to create an emotion in our body, we must agree to their words. Now, let's just pause here. What I just taught you here is worth thousands of dollars in therapy. And I'm serious about this. This is coming from someone who spent in the upwards of $15,000 in therapy in the last 10 years, only to figure out what I just taught you. If I had known that, I would have not needed most of the therapy I went in because I was in therapy to manage other people's words. What I needed was self-coaching. Once you understand how emotions are created in your own body, in your own life, then other people's words are not the problem, but how you interpret their words. That is life-changing. This means you are in control. You can control yourself, your emotion, your action, your reality. How do you do this? You can control your emotion by changing what you believe in and the way you think. Currently, if you're being triggered, for an example, by your mom comment on your body or other people's dieting, see that as an opportunity to work on your own shit. See your emotional reaction to someone else's words or action as an opportunity to identify your own area of work you need to do. And trust me, we all have areas of our mind, of our beliefs that we need to upgrade. Just like me, people unfollowing me on social media because of the size of my body. That was an opportunity for me. And I saw that as a way to grow, to change, to upgrade myself. Now, before we move on to solution, this apply also to comparing comparing your body to someone else's body, comparing someone else's weight loss to you. And I want to walk through this because that was vividly and loudly many of you's question. 
So imagine that you're scrolling through social media and you see a picture of your friend who's lost weight. That picture is not saying any words to you. You are looking at the picture or even perhaps seeing that person in your real life. What creates the comparison and the jealousy is your own thought about this person's weight loss. And these thoughts, if they're anything like mine used to be, will sound something like this. Oh my God, she looks so good. Oh my God, why not me? Something is wrong with me and my body, blah, 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 blah. Fill in the blanks. These thoughts you are having when seeing this person's body is what creates the emotion of jealousy. That's your shit. That's your work to do. You have to change your belief systems about your body size, aka internalized fat phobia, or your belief that thin is better. You have to change that. The feeling of jealousy or the action of comparing are clues for you to know you have work to do. Now that we understand this, the next question is, how can you change? How can you change your belief system about body size, about dieting, or stopping to compare yourself? So I'm going to give you the how-to in kind of two blocks, one short-term and one long-term. Short-term, compassion. Have a hell of a lot of compassion. The fact that you're being triggered, the feeling you are feeling are real, normal, and expected. Your belief systems right now is built with patriarchal and diet culture influence. You were indoctrinated in patriarchy and diet culture from a very young age. It is normal that you have these beliefs. And until you take a voluntary action to change these beliefs, you will feel this way. It's not your fault. You just have to do the work. You have to have compassion for yourself. Now, on that compassion note, you also need a hell of a lot of compassion for all the other women in your life. They don't know what they don't know. They are where you were not so long ago. Just a few years ago, you didn't know what you do know today. And it's not your responsibility to change them either. Unless they ask for information, don't put out your information into the world. (laughs) Keep it for you. When they're ready, they'll come to you. Just have compassion for them. Then take responsibility. Take responsibility for the emotion you feel, for the thoughts you have. And set this intention. As I'm taking responsibility for myself, I acknowledge that I'm transitioning my own belief system. And during this time, I will be triggered by this diet talk, by that person, by the comment on my body. I am doing my work. They aren't. That's their journey, their choice. I can only change me. Then prepare yourself. Expect These words to be said about diet, about dieting, about body, about weight loss, expect it. Know that you are worried about the emotion it will trigger in your body. The emotion that you will feel because of the way you're currently thinking. What you are afraid of is not their words. You are afraid of feeling the shame of the spiral is going to send you in. 
So in that space of preparation, let me just ask this. Let me just propose this. This is something we teach, but I'm going to propose it to you instead of telling you to do it. What if you decided how you were going to think about it in advance? That's how you can change the game while you're doing your work and transitioning your own belief system. What if when people talked about dieting, you decided to think it's normal for them to have these conversations because they are stuck in diet culture? What if when your mom commented on your body, you decided to think she was brought up in diet culture, she feels shame for her own body, and that's why she's saying this to me? What if when you saw your friend in a smaller body, you decided to think she felt ashamed of her own body and the solution she found for her pain was weight loss, her body, her choice. These intentional thoughts will help you find compassion for others and for yourself and will reaffirm you in your power of decision. You can literally write these thoughts on a piece of paper, practice them in your mind. So when you get to the Thanksgiving dinner, to the barbecue, to the Zoom room, quote, this was 2020 here. Most of our social life happened in a Zoom room during the pandemic. When you arrive in those spaces and these conversations happen, these comments are flying by, you know exactly what to think. So you're not sent in a whirlwind of shame by your old belief thoughts that are running freely in your mind. You have a prepared thought. Literally, write it down on a piece of paper, repeat it, put it on a voice memo, and then practice it. And when the event happens, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier to change your thought. Now, while you do all of this, maybe setting boundaries is something you'll want to do. Now, if you're at the beginning of your journey of self-empowerment, setting boundary may seem completely impossible for you, and that's okay. Stick with preparing your intentional thought, and that will be good enough. Now, if you think boundary would help you and you think you could be able to do this, here's a few ideas for you. Number one is personal boundaries. This is when you decide to walk away from a conversation. Perhaps excuse yourself to go to a bathroom break and come out of it, the bathroom, and hang out with someone else, right? Perhaps excuse yourself pretending that your partner is calling you, that the kids need you. Perhaps divert the conversation altogether to a new topic. There's also like external boundaries, This is more affirmative. You need more empowerment to be able to have those conversations. And these conversations are one-on-one conversation. Perhaps you pull your friend aside or your mom aside and you say something like this, conversation or comments about my body or my weight are off limits. Or something like, I'm not going to have this conversation about my choices, my body, my weight. So please don't go there. Or more firm, if you comment on my body, fill in the blanks, I'm going to leave the conversation. This are external boundary, they're more affirmative, but while you're doing your work, these can be really helpful. Now, let's be clear, boundary are not a permission for you to get mad 
at other people for saying words or being who they are. Boundaries are a short-term management tool to protect you while you do the work of dismantling diet culture for yourself. Boundaries are going to make you feel better so you're in a better space for you to practice your intentional thoughts, for you to dismantle the old beliefs that are causing so much pain in you. That was the short-term solution. Let's go into a long-term. You have to do the work to change your belief system. Like you were raised in a patriarchal society and diet culture, and you need to reprogram your mind. You need to change whatever is triggering you. In our case here, it's diet culture. This is how you will stop reacting to other people's diet. How do we change our belief system? I shared at the beginning, self-coaching. That's why in all of my program, we teach self-coaching in the first week. And I want to say all of my program, professional or average population, all of them. We don't go anywhere without teaching you how to manage your mind and change your belief. While you're managing your mind and changing your belief system, you're learning intuitive eating and body neutrality with this new way of thinking. Self-coaching is a technique, it's a structure to look at your current belief system and thought and see how they're creating your reality. We teach from a place of empowerment. We, we teach under the lens of feminism, right? Of empowerment for women. So you decide what beliefs you want to change. You take responsibility for your belief, knowingly they create your reality, and you decide which one you want to change. And then we teach you how to change them. In closing, if you take only one thing away from this podcast episode today, is this one. Pointing the finger is more fun than pointing the thumb. And do the movement right now with your hands. Pointing the finger is more fun than pointing the thumb. The blame game is depressing, keeping you stuck in your current reality, in your emotional windstorm of shame and guilt and non-empowerment. Taking the self-responsibility journey gives you compassion and growth. That's what will change your reality and how you react to other people's diet. I love you, sister, and I look forward to hang out with you on the next episode. If you are loving what you're learning on the podcast, you have to come and check out Undiet Your Life. This is where we get to hang out together, where you get the individual help applying the concept thought on the podcast while learning new coaching tools that will make your life even more amazing. It's also where you get to apply the learning to think better, eat better, and feel better and create your undieted life, your better, bigger, and bolder life. Go to stephaniedoze.com forward slash join. I'd love to have you join us inside of Undiet Your Life, and I'll see you on the other side.